0: Welcome to the Best Work Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Henley-Smith. The goal of this show is to uncover the personal stories of successful software engineers, founders, thinkers, and leaders who are all navigating their own working journey. Finding our best work is often a hidden journey, uncovered through an ongoing conversation with ourselves and the world around us. Every one of these episodes is packed with timeless ideas you could apply to your own life. In this conversation, I speak to Andrew Boland. Our working life is made up of multiple external and internal factors, be that different parts of you that are looking for satisfaction and all the aspects of work itself like compensation, skills, impact and others. Our conversation looks objectively at what Andrew and those around him value in their working lives and what we can all do to find our best work by evaluating the circumstances of the moment we find ourselves in. What direction do you want to grow in? And then how do you... What do you look out for to make sure that the company you're joining is going to enable you to do that?
1: Um, so uh, the first thing that comes to mind is quite simple. It's it's just... Um technical growth is what i'm prioritizing right now being so early in my career technical growth is is really important Um, so what i'm looking for is an environment where you can uh, learn the skills that will help you build the things you're most interested in Um, and uh, maybe like a place where you can afford to play with ideas suggest things um, not necessarily always even implement them just just discuss them rationalize the the processes get the benefit of of uh, more senior um, Uh, developers experience Um, so that's that's definitely top of the ranking Um, and then yeah I, i think what i'm hoping for in terms of exposure to people who who really know what they're doing is to then identify where the next growth step will be um that's the sort of short medium term is to, to understand and to get really good at the, the technical skills. I get a lot of satisfaction in understanding best practices and, and understanding why they're best practices um, and how to maybe uh, step around them when you need to, when it's justified, how to justify it. Um, so so thinking about the work at a, uh, at a higher level uh, in terms of the, the technical skills, um, that's, that's the, f- the highest priority for me right now.
0: When you choose what projects to work on. Sometimes it differs depending on the stage in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: and in fact, that's a step. I'm not even that close yet um, because I'm so early. I'm, I'm only in it one year. So the question hasn't got that close for me. It's it's more like who, which companies do you choose to work with based on the kinds of products that they're creating or or kind of projects that they're creating Mm -hmm. i don't have the benefit of of choosing a specific project in my work life you know i'm very much told which one to work on uh, because as a junior it's more about like skill building as far as i can see Um, but if i can identify a company that um that pursues the kind of um work that I uh, that I get a lot out of, then that's enough for me. I don't have to funnel it closer to projects. I could do that on my own time, but you have a lot less time and effort to put into those uh, once you've given so much to your day-to-day.
0: Um, How have you gone about finding those companies?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> searching for work is uh, uh, is a, a task in itself uh, totally unrelated to the, the kinds of work that you're trying to pursue. Um, know mostly it's been trying to leverage the technologies that we now have have access to you know things like job boards and, and linkedin that the, the ones that pretty much everybody is using i came across cord and and that offered a sort of a um a, a sort of like um a, a slight like difference uh in the the process that ended up actually being really significant um once you have a platform to start like to sieve through companies with um then, yeah, it becomes identifying becomes a game of like identifying what kinds of work it looks like they're performing, and what kind of uh, product do they see as meaningful and worthwhile. And with some of them, it's it's you know uh, in say early um, um, what you call them uh, consultation uh, consultants, you know, consultancies. Uh, they might just take on whatever projects they can get access to and try to prove that their name is is good and they can do whatever work comes their way but then as things uh progress maybe they become a bit more selective if you have a a product an idea that you're you're building around maybe you know you're looking for 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 um people that align with the kind of uh product ethos that you're building and and identifying that that ethos is is definitely the the most important step in in finding work that's uh that's engaging and meaningful for me.
0: How do you work that out? It's so difficult to understand what a company's ethos is from the outside.
1: It's almost impossible. And so that's like why it becomes this incredibly frustrating game of numbers where you just have to sort of, you know, see, does it loosely resemble what you're looking for? Because you can't be too restrictive at the start, otherwise you won't find anywhere or you'll miss out on opportunities that actually might have been a great fit. And so you have to be willing to to go through that um, that process over and over and over and you know on the uh on the other hand you you actually gain more intuition for finding what you're looking for you might know what you want to do but in terms of reading it from a job posting or an interview that's a difficult skill to cultivate um so hopefully through that process you'll get better uh, but really yeah it, it seems to be a numbers game uh you know yeah like i say read, read the people even like the hiring managers see are they trying to put you into a job for the sake of uh, doing their own job just like have a candidate into the position or are they looking for somebody that fits quite well into the vacancy as it exists how does that vacancy complement the the strengths of the candidates or sorry the 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 employees already Um,
0: why is ethos the thing that you prioritize there
1: um I think I might be using that kind of loosely, but basically the way that that uh, a company conducts itself in that process is, I'm hoping, a good proxy for how they they value um, uh, their own work day to day. you know, trying to get a, a sense of, of what's important to them, what's not important to them, what, what, can, um, what will they be pursuing? When when you actually join them, and uh, what will be maybe more of a a, a a shiny Russian egg that they're trying to show you, and, and won't actually come to be anything. Um, so yeah. So you're
0: actually using it as like a less that you want to work in a nice environment, and more I want to make sure that if this I can figure out that if this company is is giving me a good experience during the interview process that they're probably a good company to work for.
1: Yeah, and good in that sense, good experience doesn't necessarily mean pleasurable. It means, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, like an environment where you think you can grow in the direction that you want to grow. Um, And I think that has to be the the role of the interview uh, if you're doing it right. Um, You know, there's some situations where you just need a job. You just need to get money and that's fine. There's a place for that and there's a different strategy for that, I guess. Uh, But if you're looking for what we're talking about in terms of meaningful uh, work, work that helps you grow in the direction you want to grow in, then that's the kind of thing I I feel you should be considering. And it's definitely something that's in in the back of my mind, maybe not always as forward as it should be, but, but certainly always there.
0: You've said in the past that from the scientific process, you learn the value of criticism and how it is essential for personal growth. At what point do you criticize yourself when you're looking for work
1: uh well it's a constant process and it's it's by no means a a negative process you know you just the 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 criticism is the same as in the scientific process you know running an experiment and finding something you didn't expect which is the whole point i mean that's what makes it worthwhile is that when you're you're running through that experiment you know you think it'll go um one way if it went that way it'll be incredibly boring so when you're looking for that um that criticism it's looking for places that you can grow places where um uh identifying places where uh you know your your skills need to improve in any in any capacity um and that can come from yourself or it can come from others so that discussion of you know say you submit like um some code and and somebody's reviewing it and they're saying you know, never do this. That could immediately be a, a reflection on yourself, and you say, Oh, well, I'm no good. That, that code is no good. Um, I'm just going to sort of, um, you know, recede into myself and, and say, Okay, that's fine. Or you can pursue the, 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 the meaning behind what they were saying. You know, why would that be um, not a good idea? In what situations is that going to do something that I didn't expect? How can I avoid it in the future? Are there any situations where that's a good idea?
0: At what point does that self-criticism become uh, self-loathing?
1: I feel like they're, depending on your 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 definition of of criticism, they're completely separate. You can allow it to become if 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 you allow it to become. You know, if you repeatedly get people saying to you, "This is all bad. This is terrible," then uh, you know you're gonna have to get pretty creative in how you uh, rationalize that one so that you come out feeling two thumbs up. Um, But I think it's really unlikely, you know, especially when you're you're on a journey, an iterative journey where, you know, like I'm not going to jump straight for um, a super high ranking position because I know that the feedback won't be good because I don't have the skills required for that position. Um, So long as you're you're taking the steps, um, you know, at a sort of a, a breath that respects where you're coming from, I think you can easily maintain a position where you're um, reasonably comfortable confident with some of the skills you have and you can identify the ones that are lacking for the place you want to go so it's kind of like when you're you know uh, working out or running or something you don't just sprint from the get-go you just rein it in a little bit you're pushing yourself but not so much that your body can't keep up with where you're trying to put it
0: how do you develop the Self awareness to know whereabouts your body's at in that moment.
1: Same as exercise. Keep doing it. See where it hurts. And then when it hurts too much, pull back a bit. <laughs>
0: what do you keep doing? The self awareness part.
1: Um, well, it's it's with any process. So if we're talking about the the jobs um, uh, applications process, you just keep applying to jobs. You keep trying to get a sense of where your limits are, where your aptitude lies. Um, And then find a balance between, you know, uh, reaching for something and not reaching so hard that you sprain something.
0: What do you think stops people making that feedback loop faster? It strikes me that the people who have figured out how to become successful in one way or another have a shorter and shorter feedback loop between the outside world, their actions, their self-awareness, and then their areas for improvement. But for whatever reason, it does take some time to shorten that loop. And I certainly remember a time in my own life where that loop was pretty big. Mm -hmm. What are the obstacles that that stop it shrinking and and becoming quicker and that process becoming easier and more natural to someone?
1: I think the first one that comes to mind is if you're in a... um, if you're in a system where you can't control the pace, then you might consistently feel like you're underachieving because somebody else has set the bar. So I guess if you um, you know, try to uh, prevent yourself from, from falling into the uh, assumptions that somebody else has, has placed on you, then you might be in a better position to, to choose when you push and when you pull back. You know, You can't automatically just be at the same pace as another athlete you have to find it out yourself and so for example a situation where you might begin to really believe that sort of more self-loathing perspective is if you spend a long time in a in a system that isn't your own construction like for example school for one reason or another if if you don't um if you don't jive with that system uh you might come out with some some pretty unhealthy um um, uh, perspectives on, on self-value and self-worth uh, and that that one's hard that one's hard to undo because it, it's probably been going on for quite some time so I guess if at all possible and it is possible certainly in the situation that we're talking about where you're pursuing work because you choose where and how to pursue uh, then controlling that level of expectation is, is definitely the, the, the most useful tool that I've had
0: Was that experience at school something you experienced?
1: Um, for the most part, it actually wasn't. I was fortunate to um, uh, slot into that system very well because I like to focus on um, a small set of things at a time. And, and you can, that might not be immediately applicable to, uh, you know, say taking in Ireland, you take like seven uh, leaving cert subjects, uh, you know, at age 18. Um, but you can, you can work, you just like focus on this one today and then you focus on the next one tomorrow and, and you can come up with something that leverages your, your best skills and that worked out for me, thankfully.
0: Have there been any other, i um, trying to think of some other environments where, where it would break. Some, that might be the case, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I won't assume myself in, in that position because I've never been in something, I've, needed work before but I've never felt like if I didn't get it I was going to suffer terribly for it so I, I can't assume that position all I can I can think is that you, um, you would change your, your expectations so that you can satisfy the needs that you have now you know needing money is, is possibly at a time in your life more important than pursuing growth at the rate that you desire it and so if you can pursue just that static stable level of survival first and uh, become comfortable there you sort of let all that cortisol chill out for a sec let all that that um that uh adrenaline and and just level off so that you can start to think again um, and occupy your own mind then maybe you can take a step and and feel out that next step maybe you start applying for something else that you you really want to push for uh, but like I say, I can't uh, I can't assume that position because I haven't been in something that dire before.
0: Yeah. As a as a society, what steps could we take to ensure that more people have the chance to experience their their own growth?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. So I guess it depends on how much we want to assume what growth looks like. I'm definitely individualized. Some people can get a lot of meaning out of being hyper competitive and pursuing accolade and sacrificing everything for that you know to be on the top and and that works for some people and it can be um, exciting certainly in the process i don't know how it works out at the end um, but Mm. they seem to be enjoying it in the process which a lot of the time we're reminded of you know living in the the present moment that's it can be really enjoyable maybe they're projecting to the future i don't know if it's the accolade that that uh, drives them what I could say is that um, from my o- own point of view, the times when I've been able to do that best, you know, the the level of introspection required to decide what uh, positive healthy growth looks like, it's been a time where I'm um, not overworked or overstressed or pushed beyond uh, what I feel are my means. Um, and that's not to say that you can never do that. That's often really useful tool to be able to pull that out. Again, in terms of fitness, when it comes to like competition, you can you can push really, really hard for that one day performance or in, in terms of work, maybe it's several weeks, a project, you don't know. Um, but if if you're gonna take a moment to reflect what's, what's the direction we're gonna go in instead of just plowing forward with it, I think you require um, a sort of like a, a silence and, and inactivity for a bit, or at least just lowered activity um, so in terms of society, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of uh, values that are becoming uh, popular in terms of, um, you know, like things like four-day work awake, which restrict the amount of working time explicitly. And, uh, you know, there's been I've heard some some words about that being beneficial, both in terms of productivity and also like, uh, you know, health, uh, psychological health and well-being. Um, so yeah, I, I would imagine it, it, if I was to guess at something, not being a, a politician or somebody who's designing policy, it would be something along the lines of cultivating a space, and that usually means chilling out a bit, where people can, can think about these things for themselves. Uh, little, little practices that work for some people could be things like meditation or yoga or exercise or whatever.
0: As you spoke about that, it struck me that um, such an, it's not a one-size-fits-all model, and, and for some, enabling a growth mindset is giving them that huge challenge um and mm-hmm. for others it's giving them more time and uh, alleviating other other problems that they that they have to at least just give give them the shot
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you want your relationship with work to be like in 10 years time
1: Whew, 10 years i'm not even going to be me in 10 years time that's a uh, I, I would find it difficult to say what my ideal relationship with work would have been 10 years ago and i've already been there so that's a hard one in 10 years time
0: we could lower the time if you like
1: (laughs) Um, yeah
0: five years maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) so five years relationship with work I think I I don't know which is, is more important uh, but there's two things at the fore. They're sort of competing uh, for priority in my mind. And that, that priority will certainly change over time. Uh, so I can only speak from where I am now. But work is the thing that you do to allow you to, to pursue the things that you want uh, outside of that time. And, uh, you know, so to be able to, to build the life that I'm looking for in terms of, uh, you know, downtime and leisure and family and relationships with the people I care about and um uh maybe working towards the kinds of uh problems that I would like to see solved that's all uh technically could be outside of of work and work has sort of come into the the place of uh it's it's been given in part the responsibility of defining uh meaning in our in our life so now we have to sort of see how those two relate they can't just be exclusive it can't just be you know punch in your time and and uh, have the money now and and then do what you want with it because you'd be miserable during those hours that you're working um i think it would be more than satisfactory for it to be possible to pursue those those things outside of work and to be working towards um problems that matter to me personally in a way that leverages the skills that I most enjoy practicing. I think that would be that'd be pretty great that that would be hard to achieve I reckon but that's sort of what this process is about.
0: Interesting that you choose skills and the pursuit of skills Mm -hmm. there Mm
1: -hmm. over
0: pursuit of meaning.
1: Well, in terms of the day-to-day, I mean, the the meaning would come from the problem that you're trying to crack, uh, who are we really helping here? Um, so it can't just be, you know, for the sake of finances, I, like I, I wouldn't want to be just practicing the skills and, and getting money as the only um, return. That's the only meaning of that work. Um, but the reason practicing skills is important to me is because that's what makes the process satisfying. So if, if you have the process enjoyable and the outcome enjoyable, that seems to be to be pretty ideal.
0: Do you have a, a weight, a weighting there or a preference between the two? How heavily do you weight the practice of your work as opposed to the eventual outcome of it?
1: Um, so now, like we were saying at the top, the process is really important because that'll allow me to get to the places that I want to be. Um, so getting those skills up to scratch as fast as possible and being in a position where you can play with them and leverage them in a way that you're no longer thinking about the skills um, necessarily, you're just uh, using them to, to crack something which is more meaningful. That will come later. That will come in time. So in this five-year scenario, I would hope that the weighting is um, more strongly towards the 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 problem, the domain that you're, you're solving uh, problems within. Um, but you still have to do it, right? So the the skills are still important. It wouldn't be a hundred percent in that direction. Um, it's important to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, it will be it would be I'm sure very strongly in the direction of, of purpose.
0: Andrew, I love that. Thanks so much for taking the time out. Your perspective is really valuable.
1: Thank you very much, man. Yeah, it's been really it's enjoyable. great. Really fun.
0: The Best Work podcast is produced by the team at Chord. I'd love your advice on how we can make sure the Best Work podcast is having a profound impact on the way we all pursue our best work. Email me at benatchord.co You can also find a transcript of this conversation, insightful video content, and more at chord.co slash insights. Thanks for listening.